Retro Rebel Gamecast, episode 23, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for your listening pleasure. Retro Rebel is released every week, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you'd like to check us out and more of our content, you can follow us on Facebook at Temple of Geek. My name is Stacy, and joining me today is one of my fellow Rebels, Amanda. What's going on? Hello. I feel like I'm the quintessential Rebel. You are the quintessential Rebel. In fact, it's just... Me and you, really. So, what's what's uh, what's going on right now? What have you been playing? Well, um, I recently interacted with the game preview feature on Xbox Live. I don't know if you've used this at all. Okay, now explain that game a little preview. bit so that those listening know what that is. So, game preview is essentially a service like Steam Greenlight or Steam Early Access in that... For free or really little money, you can get access to games in beta um, and get to try them out for free um, or for almost no cash. Right. And it does mean that the games often have quite a few bugs and like weird things that happen with them, but you kind of get to be part of the beta testing community for that game. Um, nice. And it... Recently, I downloaded the game Gwent, which is based off of the Witcher card game Gwent. Right, right, right. And, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. It's free, I think, still to download. And uh, you can, you basically do card collection. Right. And you get all the factions like you do in the normal game. And it's, there's a really small single-player like part of the game that probably takes maybe like four or five hours tops. Yeah. And then after that, it's just straight multiplier deck building, grinding sort of situation. Yeah. So I, I've been playing that. I probably put maybe 20 hours into it. And my like win loss ratio is pretty good at this point. I built a pretty strong couple of decks. Yeah. And I've, I've been really enjoying it. I did a full write up um, for, Temple of Geek, uh, which you can read in accompaniment to this episode if you like. Absolutely, no, and and uh, so so basically, it's a free to play game. Can you? Are there any in game purchases or what can you? You do? can buy card packs. Yeah. Um, you can buy uh, transmute dust, which like lets you make it like the premium version of the card. So if you start spending money on that, you are going to spend a fortune because from what I can tell, every single card has a premium version that's animated. Yeah. Um, now, so if you, you start spending money on that. you have to have the card before you can make the premium, or can you just make the premium card? Yeah, you've got you've to gotta have the card. For, but you can make the card with other currency that you okay. get in the game. Okay. So you can make the card with scraps, and then you can transmute it with meteorite powder and make it uh, the premium version. But, like, the powder is really hard to get. Yeah. Like, 
I, I have not earned enough powder in 20 hours of gameplay to transmute one card yet. Um, <laughs> okay. Because it, and I've completed all of the single player stuff, um, all that. Although in the single player they do transmute one card for free for you, yeah. But that you don't get to pick which one it is. It's just part of the tutorial. It just does it. So I would feel like I'm just gonna save all of my dust that I do get and transmute only the like gold cards, the like best ones that you get. Because I think they're already pretty cool looking, and then if they're animated, then that's really cool. But I wouldn't spend money on it because that is like an endless pit. Look, buy card packs all you want. Do right. that. Like, if you need to spend money on something, but I wouldn't. Like, the dust is just... I'm hoping that's just part of the beta, and they'll realize that nobody's going to spend money well, to make their card look pretty. I was going to say, it when it's like so like, much. It doesn't sound like that's even a should i mean it should be an option if you want to do that it sounds like they've balanced it to where you can't just buy dust uh to and to make cards because that breaks the game and that's uh, that's an actual uh fee to play as uh jim sterling would say um <laughs> fee but uh and and i i think that ruins games like that you know i've had people say uh that these card games are actually uh not you know, free to play because you actually have to buy packs, you know, so, or you don't have to buy packs. You can earn packs by winning. Um, but I think that goes for, if you were to play magic and, uh, magic, the gathering, and you were, you know, playing that in real life with actual tangible cards, you have to go buy the packs, you know? So it's not like you are punished because you have to buy these cards. And if you don't have any money, it's, you can, it's like saying I want to play Halo, but I don't want to buy the game. Okay, well then you don't get to play Halo. You know you have to buy the cards so that you can create a deck. You know the strategy is in building the deck, not in being you know feeling slighted because I have to buy packs of cards. You know I mean that's just kind of the that's the nature of those games. So I don't think there's any negative to having to buy packs. So and I, I, yeah. I don't know enough about the lore of that game but it sounds interesting and if it's a game I can kind of just jump into because right now if you haven't played hearthstone with with the basic cards that you can earn from like the you know just like you said a short short intro single player campaign you can get a basic deck that will be competitive for the first four or five levels if you want to you know rank yourself after that you are going to have to buy the expansions. Um, if you want to be competitive, uh, just because there's there's just too many cards out there and too many different decks that, uh, you know, they kind of make being competitive. But I think that goes for any game, though, and especially these type of games. So I don't think that's a bad thing. It just makes the learning curve a little bit steep if you're trying to do ranked play, you know. Yeah. So. I, I, the only downside is, like, it, it does take forever to earn the card packs. Yeah. Like when you're playing, like I think, I think I did, I must've done 50 multiplayer matches yeah. and, and won a fair share of them. And I still only got like four or five card packs out of that. Yeah. Like that's not very many. And considering it's totally, you get four random cards and one that you choose from an option of three. Yeah. It's like not loads. You know what I mean? I think it is the beta, and I think that would be my biggest piece of feedback for this game specifically, is they just need to... You want to be able to open more card kegs. That's like half of the fun, is opening kegs. Even if you don't get anything you want, it's just fun to open things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, I think that's that's why. I mean, even in Overwatch, that's you know, you get one of those after matches, and that's fun. The that's very similar to Hearthstone in that you. I think you. I'm probably going to be wrong on this math, but it's you got to win like 15, 20 games, maybe more, to actually get a pack, to get enough points to get a pack. Because I think every three wins you get ten, ten yes. coins. Every hundred coins you get a pack, or you can buy a pack. Um, you can also win packs by doing by saving up your coins and playing in the arena. Um, and the arena, you know, it's different every every week, and and uh, there are different rules. You can do tavern brawls where you actually earn packs as well so there are other ways to do it that don't necessarily cost you coins um but uh you know to to really enjoy the game you kind of have to spend a little money and i don't think there's anything wrong with it in this case so and or that one either you know but they probably have some kinks to bit to uh, work out and from the beta it sounds like in that one yeah it hasn't like the beta hasn't been going on like that long the other thing that i would say is that i I don't really like the leveling system for non-ranked games because it does the traditional everything of every time you do XP, it like the bar gets bigger. Yeah. But the rewards that you get don't seem to get any better. So it's just taking longer and longer to get one card keg when you level up. Oh. So. Yeah. That that seems broken. Yeah. That, that's something they'll need to fix because it should probably be equal. This is not a, you know, it's not a role-playing game in that respect. I don't see it that way. I see it as a card game, you know. So mm-hmm. to get a pack, it should be about the same every single time. Uh, to rank up is different, though. But uh, And then the rewards you get as you rank up should get better. But to get a card pack, it should be the same every single time. Mm. I think so, too. Um, okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Well, I've been playing... Uh, or. Uh, Last week I, I mentioned that I finally got Metal Gear, um, or Metal Gear Phantom Pain, and you giggled at the Lost Link. <laughs> Phantom Pain! <laughs> um, so I've been playing that, and I'll get to that in just a second. But I also um, did the free month of Game Pass on Xbox. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've looked at the games. Many of the games I uh, have played already or finished. And I didn't really want to go back to a lot of more Xbox One games that maybe I'd like to get to at some point in time. Um, but all in all, I was not—I was not especially impressed with the titles you get to choose from for the Game Pass, um, or the—you know—the—you the, the, actually get some games that are going to be even cheaper, I guess, with that Game Pass or whatever, and, and uh, which that, that's that's nice, um, and is a nice benefit to it. Um, but I don't know that it's worth the price on top of Xbox Live, like or Gold. If What's you gotta, the price supposed to be? I think it's like nine bucks a month, something like that. Eight or nine. Forget bucks a month. that. Yeah, and uh, I'll have to go back and look. Right now, it's free, and unless I cancel it in time, and I'm going to be honest, they make it very difficult to find out how to cancel it. Because <laughs> I've been trying to look for it, I haven't put a lot of effort into it, but it, they have made it kind of difficult to find out. If I'm subscribing to it now, exactly where to go to say I no longer want to subscribe to it. So um, I'll put a little bit more research into that. Uh, that could be me just being a, a male and not being good at looking for things. Um, but uh, I don't think it's worth it for us because we don't play enough games right. in a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the, and you're probably right. Like if I'm, 
I'm very selective because of that reason, you know, what I get. So if I know I'm going to have time, I don't need to have three or four really intensive games on my shelf at a time because I'm not just not going to be able to get to it. I can wait and not spend that $300 on games when I can just go back and get it later for a little bit cheaper when I actually have time to play it, you know. So, but that's me and that's us balling on a budget. So, um, but I, <laughs> balling on a budget, balling on a budget, getting back to, uh, Metal Gear though. Um, this will, you know, one of our topics today, you know, I'll, I'll probably touch on this, but games like Metal Gear where it's, it, there's, it's kind of, it's surreal, but there's enough realistic gameplay where, you know, um, you're sneaking around campsites, you're, it's Rambo type gameplay where you're it's you against the world and uh, in this particular one it's kind of a prequel where you're playing you are big boss and you uh, are going from camp to camp it's it's Afghanistan when Russia was occupying it and it's set in the 80s and so when you're going to these different camps and you're rescuing people or you're you know getting resources or whatever it may be it's just the way that I play games and that I get so involved and it's why horror games are so difficult for me. It's because it's I, I I get super involved in the game and so it stresses me to no end when I'm in a camp and you can't see everybody that's coming around. You don't have three hundred sixty degree view, you know. And so if you haven't marked an enemy and they sneak in behind you just because they're doing their patrol it stresses oh, no. you know it stresses me to no end and so um and then you can't always tell if somebody can see you or not see you uh the uh the button mechanics and the you know where you're actually switching guns or something like that your 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 uh, silencer has a certain lifespan so you might be able to use it four times and then it's smoked so then you try to uh neutralize an enemy and you don't have a silencer on. Well, now I've just woken up everybody in the camp, and I've got to go run. And uh, you know, that's again, it's a it's a me problem, not a game problem. I enjoy the game. I'm having fun with it, but it stresses me to no end. And it's so crazy, like the the story. I'm I'm at the very beginning, and I've probably played about four or five hours in it on the first camp, and I've rescued the first guy, and I've got him on my horse. And I'm riding off into the sunset trying to get to the the uh, the landing site of the helicopter so I can get lifted out. And these apparitions show up that can pull guns out of thin air and they can swoop down and get to wherever you are. They can they can cut you off while you're riding on your horse. What's that? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. It, the sound broke up. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> was I talking and no sound was coming out? No sound was coming out. Okay. Do you want to know why that is? <laughs> yes, I do. I would like I everyone. I forgot how to use the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. It works. Yay! Yes, your mute button works. Fail. So we couldn't see you. Anyway. We couldn't listen to you eating ice cream, but we could... Uh, 
could, <laughs> I could see your lips moving and no sound coming. So, so tell us again what was crazy about that story. <laughs> uh, I was just saying it sounds like Metal Gear Solid, but in a fever dream. Like maybe he's like in the hospital and like dreaming all these apparitions. Oh, well, that's not a real thing. I didn't even get to the actual fever dream that he was having before he left the hospital. So if you played the if you played the like the 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 uh, prologue or whatever to the game where it's kind of like the the downloadable version and that's what they were showing at E3 and everything when the game first came out, where you're in a hospital and there's this big fire monster that shows up and somebody who looks a lot like Psycho Manus is floating around and also starting fires. It gets even more convoluted. So. If you like if you like Metal Gear, you'll be fine with it. But otherwise, it is pretty crazy. So that those are the two uh, two games that I've been playing. I've played a little bit of Game Pass and and uh, not really impressed with it at this point. But you know maybe something I'll come back to once I figure out how to cancel it. And uh, and then Metal Gear. So awesome. Yeah, awesome. So topic number one. After uh, after discussing what we've been playing, I wanted to talk about today. What is our what are our favorite genres, and why why are those genres our favorite? Like what makes those uh, ideal? And then I also want to get to our least favorite. You know, <laughs> and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I think we can go more in depth, um, and uh, maybe we'll get some we'll in, incite a riot in the comments or get some people to flame us a bit. So. But what's your favorite genre, Amanda? What What is your favorite genre, and why do you like it? Like, number one? Are you going to do more than one? I have to ask you first. I probably sometimes you to, cheat. I do cheat uh, all the time, and, and and that's why I like to go second, so I can do that. But, yes. I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm probably going to list more than one. See, I knew you wouldn't keep it to one. That's why I... <laughs> well, it'll be one, and then, like, an horrible. honorable mention. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, then I'll start with my honorable mention. Yeah. My honorable mention is strategy games of all kinds. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, so card-based strategy games, empire-building strategy games, like class, like faction warfare strategy games, pretty much any strategy game because I like to be the most cleverest. You know what I mean? I need cleverest. to know that my brain was soups powerful and uh, the other person was not able to outsmart me so you know that's probably one of the few types of multiplayers that i do like to play and i will play them for hours is because that little hit of adrenaline of knowing the other person was not as smart as you is extra exciting <laughs> <laughs> i can especially I can if there's like if there's like a like a taunt feature or whatever where you can like make a character say like that was a poor decision or something like that uh you know because well, we like to taunt as well nice nice okay yeah see and and that's that's why i i like this because i i know we're going to be so different when it comes to mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to this so that's your honorable mention so real-time strategy or strategy type games yeah, yeah, real-time strategy or just really any sort of strategy-based game. That's And, and what that's are some what are some examples? I'm, like some examples of some strategy type games that that uh, you uh, enjoy uh, dominating people on. Uh I would say Civilization Revolution as a as an old-school throwback. That's a good game. Um yeah. has excellent multiplayer. It's like a turn-based I like turn-based strategy games, I should say. 
probably more likely because I I need a bit of time to consider my next move. I don't super love real time strategy because I feel like that's a little bit too fast paced. And even though I'm clever, my brain's a little bit slower these days. So (laughs) I need the turn based one. We are Um, old. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, you know, you're almost dead, you old man. I know, uh, exactly. Anywho, so. <laughs> um, so, Civilization Revolution, Magic the Gathering, this new Gwent game that I'm playing. Yeah. Pretty much anything like that. It's a turn-based strategy. I like. Um, there was... I'm trying to remember. There was, like, um, a Star Wars... Wars game that was turn-based as well. Yes, it was uh, with Prince Zizor, right? Isn't that the one where... Um, yeah. 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 I had that game. That was I, I did enjoy that game. Yeah. Turn-based. That was turn-based, was I that think. that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, I kind of say turn-based strategy, like, a little bit broader than most people would, like, because... Even even the turn-based game, and probably Final Fantasy would almost fit in that category because it does have turn-based combat. Yeah. So Empire at um, War. Let's do our job here. Empire at War. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's probably my 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 like second favorite genre of game is just anything that's like a turn-based game because I need time to like think through what I'm going to do next. I don't always like do the right thing or well. something successful, but. I do, like, uh, I enjoy time to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're, and then you're number one. Uh, number one, I, I don't think anybody has any question about it. It's definitely RPGs all day, son. All day, um, son, yeah. I have a really broad definition of what an RPG is as well, um, but 100% RPG... That that's where I'm at. I want I want dialogue wheels. I want customizable characters. I want you know both genders represented ideally. Uh, I want completionists. I want side quests. I want comic sidekicks. You know, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I want romance. I um, interests. I want all that sort of stuff. That's uh that's the other side of my my gaming personality, I guess. You know, I think there's a lot of overlap, though, in the two that you're that you're mentioning, though. I think there is a, uh, although we've had, you know, on one of the past episodes, we talked about, you know, kind of what makes a role playing game and and what doesn't, and and we didn't necessarily agree on that, but I don't think that's wrong. I think it does influence, however, what we choose to play, though. You know, and I and in my opinion, I think there is a there's a very broad stroke uh, RPG element to those games as well where you're you get to pick what you know what armies and what you know whatever it is that you're choosing to build uh specific to your play style you know and so you know even though again i'm using a broad stroke when i talk about rpg i think there's something to to be said about the link between those two types of of games because there is a like you said there is a i like to have my time to be able to make those choices but you get to make choices that someone else might not uh, and that's based on you know you and 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 uh, maybe your play style you know and I think there's I think that's cool so like the best game ever in my opinion oh my goodness. that combines kind of all the things that I like about a genre has got to be Fallout Four because if you use Vats 
you have now made it a turn-based shooter RPG. Like, it doesn't get any better than that right. for me. <laughs> you you know? get everything, I, yeah. I am in VATS all day long. I don't take a shot outside of VATS, you know no. what I mean? Like, no. All day, son, all day. And that makes it perfect for me because it is all of the genres. Because I would put, you know, I would put uh, an FPS as my, like, third favorite genre. So that game is all of my favorite things all in one. All you in know? one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, okay. Well, and and <laughs> in my counterpoint, I will definitely address those things. So uh, my... Oh, my, your, counter, your closing arguments. My closing arguments when I prove you wrong and win. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> the my my uh, honorable mention, uh, and again, like I said, I'm gonna cheat. Um, would be adventure, adventure style games. Um, I was a I was a huge fan of adventure. I always have been. You know, I liked the LucasArts um, Indiana Jones games that were on the PC. Um, there was a game actually going way back for all you kids out there. There's a game on the PC called The Black Cauldron. Maybe the hardest game in the history of adventure games ever, because there was no, there's a walkthrough now, but back then when you know you were on your Apple II, there was no walkthrough, and uh, there also was no guidance, and there's very little dialogue. So, and you had to type in what you wanted your character to do, and then he would, you know, it was kind of like King's Quest in that respect. So if you played ah. the old, if you played the old King's Quest games. It was a lot like that, only it was based on the uh, the Black Cauldron movie, which was a Disney movie from the nine or from the eighties. That was terrifying. If go back and if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Imagine yourself as a child when you watched it, and it's terrifying uh, because it's the, it was the very first PG thirteen or PG uh, cartoon that Disney had. And if you know anything about the Coke fueled eighties, they were liberal in the way that they they. Uh, rated their movies so pg movies might still have nudity uh it was just like oh this is enough for you know a nine-year-old to see whatever um in 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 this cartoon i mean the visual imagery was terrifying so uh but in the game if even if you knew how the story was supposed to go i mean you knew that you know the main character had this little pig and the pig was able to see visions in his water bowl yes follow me um and 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 if you knew all these things happened to get them to happen in the order that they do in the in the actual movie, to get them to happen in the game, was like pulling your own teeth. So, um, without a guide, you know, just you just had no way of being able to do it, and it was very difficult to get the characters to do the things you wanted to. So, but I still enjoyed games like that. I enjoyed King's Quest, and then as those games evolved, uh, there was a there was a a game that came out on PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and it was. Um, well, Monkey Island came out. Monkey Island's one of those games that I loved. Uh, I hate Monkey Island. No. I know. No. <laughs> no. I no. loved it because at the time, the the the, it was humorous at the time. That was kind of the standard. Ridiculous puzzles that made no sense. And you know, to solve them, it's like you had to add items and combine things that that truly didn't make sense, and you wouldn't have rationally put those things together. But you do. The, and the it, part where it was like, step on a plank, like throw the fishbowl up in the air and grab it before the seagull. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who does that? 
you would just pull out your pistol, shoot the seagull in the face, take fish. You know, <laughs> that's what I would do. Exactly. Uh, well, all of these, I mean, these were good games. Uh, I would say the Indiana, Indiana Jones Adventure game was one of my favorites up until a game came out on PlayStation called Broken Sword. Broken Sword was a, a game where uh, you play as, uh, what was his name? He was a, he's an American, um, where his, his name's George Stobard. And, um, and basically, you meet a girl named, uh, I believe her name's Nico, she's French, uh, probably one of my first game crushes. And she, uh, she had a French accent, and she was a reporter. And she's a reporter that kind of didn't have a lot of success and was trying to break in. And you meet her to give her your story. And basically, it's a story of how the Knights of the Templar um, have this conspiracy behind the Illuminati and all this other stuff. And they're trying to quell this uh, being exposed. And so you're sitting, and the way that the game opens up, you know, you're at a diner. And you're having this conversation. You're trying to get Nico to believe you. And this clown basically this clown walks up with a bunch of uh balloons and walks into this diner where you are and blows it up and and you know you have to pick up the pieces and figure out literally and figuratively how and why that happened and it takes you all over the world it takes you to scotland where you are trying to get to the history of the Templars. So there's a bit of history involved. I mean, it was a clown, obviously. Well, clowns, clowns are evil. Do things Story like that. over. That's it. That's Job the end of the game. Done. That's right. 15 minutes in, <laughs> so game good. over. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, and and uh, anyways, but, but I liked the history of it. I was always kind of a history buff in that respect. And so um, getting to learn a little bit more of the, of the Templars, uh, learning about the the Masons and learning about uh, uh, some of that stuff and actually putting it into compelling gameplay. Probably more difficult than it sounds, but I really enjoyed it. It was a kind of a cult classic type game where and it had a very specific niche, but uh, it did spawn a number of sequels uh, and sequels that even, uh, I believe one of them came out on the P- PS4. Um, I never played it. Uh, and as it continued to go from 2D to now 3D, uh, I, I kind of lost my interest. It, it, it kind of lost a little bit. It was sometimes it was uh, real time events or quick time events that that you had to do to to actually keep from dying and things like that. I wasn't I wasn't all about that. Um, but games like that, games like there's a game called Fear Effect. I was a big fan of in place. It was like a four disc game that was on PlayStation. Uh, that was kind of an action adventure type game where there were puzzles and and uh, it does not hold up well if you go back and play it now in terms of graphics or even gameplay. Um, but at the time it was pretty good and at the time it's very in depth and involved. So Ad- adventure games would definitely be my honorable mention, um, with a caveat of of uh, the RTS turn based strategy games. You know that that's my that would be my honorable mention honorable mention where I'm cheating. And, and saying my you know my third kind of favorite, um, I was just like you. I, I like I like the turn base. I like to be able to think. Um, I think that you don't even have to have a, a talk trash emote if you're playing StarCraft when you when you zerg a whole. I mean they they coined a term zerging because of that game where you have your battle your army is just just mows through their base you know and and they you can't see it coming because you haven't opened up that part of the map and all of a sudden they're coming and they keep coming and there's nothing you can do about it 
you know, it's uh, it's disheartening to say the least, discouraging. Um, and they and you know and and I think StarCraft Two was probably the first game where there were actual professional gamers, you know, that were able to do this, and they, they got it down to a science of how quickly to build which 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 of your uh, army sections you should build, what resources should you use, and then to go from there. So, um, so uh, that game, uh, Warcraft, the original Warcraft and Warcraft 2, two games, real, real-time strategy games that I played that I really enjoyed. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so I would say those games, those games would be my, um, my honorable mentions. Uh, I don't, in fact, one, one more I wanted to list, too, that, that I, I think I've written an article on, I wrote it on a couple years ago, uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Have you ever played that, Amanda, Heroes? Mm, no. Okay. Heroes of Might and Magic would be, I think, right up your alley in terms of you get to pick what hero you want. Do you want, like, a barbarian or a mage or whatever? Each one of them has their own army, uh, has, has their own army specific to them so like a barbarian has warriors and minotaurs and whatever and a mage has maybe a phoenix and and you have like different you have like your pawns and then you have like your next tier and you have like five four or five tiers and your your most powerful ones like if you're a mage maybe your most powerful ones are like a black dragon and you only can you only can like make a limited number of them but you can make a whole bunch of these like a horde of your skeletons or whatever um and overwhelm the and 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 from there you it's kind of a hexagonal map and you can move so many places and you have to get resources and things like that and uh but it's turn-based so you have a you can put a time limit on your turn um but the way that we typically played or when i played with my friends is we would actually all be on the same computer and this game might take us four or five hours honestly but We'd be drinking beer or whatever in another room. You come in here and you do your turn. When you're done, then it goes to the next player's turn and it blanks the screen out. It says, player two, it's your turn. You come in, you hit enter, then you do your turn, and then it blanks the screen out and the next player would come in and do their turn. Now, you, it obviously would be better if you were at different places, but if you're at one place and you and you uh, uh, you know wanted to do something where you were all together, especially you know 15 years ago, 12 years ago when this game was coming out, um, this was your only option, and it was a lot of fun. You got if you had friends together that really enjoyed gaming like that. Um, but uh, so that that's one. Heroes of Might and Magic. They've got four or five iterations of that. It's worth checking out if you like that type of game. But like you, my favorite is is a uh, is the role playing is our play RPGs. And um, you know I've mentioned. See, that before. wasn't so hard, was it? And no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But where I was going to have a. A caveat to yours is is my least favorite part of of uh, Fallout is the FPS part. So that's would be the only thing I would ever use because of how much I do not like the first person shooter part. So that gave me an option and gave me a way to kind of get around the part I don't like and and still enjoy the parts that I do, like the role playing part, the exploration part, the adventure part, figuring out puzzles dialogue wheels and things like that all that stuff i really enjoy i could keep and kind of get around skirt around the the first person shooter part because i'm just not as good at that and never really enjoyed that which will bring us to our other (laughs) other other point so 
Well, that topic is brought to you by our sponsor, Audible.com. Do you like books, but also like to wear headphones? Maybe you're more like me and you like to commute two hours a day. Well, Audible has your fix, and they are offering a free audiobook download for Retro Rebel listeners with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Amanda, what is our choice this week? What is our recommendation? Our recommendation is an Audible original in the Alien franchise called River of Pain by Christopher Golden. And it is four hours and 54 minutes, so a five-hour reading, stroke-listening experience. (laughs) Um, And it's available on your free trial, and you really can't get it anywhere else. So Look at that. There you go. Exclusive to Audible. So you can head over to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you can choose from over 180,000 other titles today. Support us, if you will, by heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. So, we've talked about our favorite, and I think we've even hinted at our least favorite, but Amanda, what is your least favorite genre? Um, MOBA. MOBA. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I don't understand how any of them work. I've tried to play loads of them, and I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. And I think that's probably because um, I don't really have much time for PC gaming anymore, so League of Legends isn't really an option, and that's, like, really famous MOBA. But I feel at least on something like League of Legends, you could, like, find a clan or whatever, and somebody would tell you what to do. But because I only have access to things like... Uh, that God's game on Xbox Live, forget what it's called, um, and it's a MOBA. I played that for like a little while, and there's like a thing in the game where people can tell you that you suck, and oh, that nice. happened to me pretty consistently uh, <laughs> because I just I didn't know I didn't know at all what I was supposed to do. Um, I, I don't understand like any sort of siege based tower defense sort of. I just don't understand it. Um, And I feel like tutorials in games like that are made for people who have played one of those before. Probably, Like, I I skipped pretty much all of that genre when I was growing up. Right. The brief times that I played them on on Xbox or, like, run across one uh, on a Games with Gold or something like that. I, it's just there's too big of a learning curve. I, I don't understand what is going on. Like, why why are some people breaking off and, like, going around and some people are just going straight forward and who's supposed to do what? And nothing <laughs> is very clear. There's, like, no leadership. And it's funny because, like, I used to be a raid healer, you know, and right. in WoW. And I totally understand tactics and can get them, but I think the struggle that I find with MOBA games especially on console, is that there's no defined leadership. So it's not like no. you've got a guild or anything, you know, and, and none of my friends play them either, so there's really nobody to play with that I know. Right. So I'd, I'd have to firmly put that in last place as far as genres because I just, I can't. Nope. No, no. idea. <laughs> there is a coordination that is required for MOBAs that I think is... is uh you just can't get away from playing with people who play regularly and, and having an opportunity to play with those people to where you can coordinate. Um, 
you know, if you play enough and you know your role and whatever your character does best, like you said, in a, I can pick up in a pug on a on a on a raid in, in WoW as a healer, and even though I won't, I can say, you know, I know when a when a when DPS messes up or when a a, a tank is not doing their job. Uh, if I ever pull aggro as a healer, that's not my fault ever. You know, yeah. I, you know, I should never be the one that's that's got the the aggro. And uh, what type of healer do you play? I was a chamois, a shaman oh, okay. healer. Yeah. And uh, what were you? Holy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I used to be good. They nerfed me, and I then know. I stopped playing. Well, and now the the shaman uh, enhance enhancement shaman is one of the best DPS. So I play DPS now. Um, <laughs> But uh, but I mean, if I wanted to get into a group, it's really easy as a as a healer, and so. But you know your role, and it's really easy to kind of fit into a role. Uh, in for me now, because I've played it enough, you know, as a healer, just don't stand in the fire, you know, don't stand in the circles or whatever, and, and continue to heal. Um, in a MOBA, uh, you know, I, I'd agree with you, but it's not my least favorite genre because I have picked up Heroes of the Storm and played it and 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 enjoyed it, um, even even though. And I think it's because I can't just listen to somebody tell me how terrible I am. I can just keep getting my face melted. And, oh, I'm sorry. Face yeah. melted. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, and I, I've, I never really, I've tried to play Dota um, because it was free on Steam. And I it was one of the games that's like automatically downloaded for you. And so that was my first experience in it. So I don't necessarily, I don't hate it, um, but I don't play it as often. Um, my least, I would say my least favorite, um, games is the, and, and I, it, because I'm always going to cheat at this, it's, it's really just multiplayer first person shooters. Um, and it's because of the, uh, it's because I'm just not, I, I've never really enjoyed that part of it. I like the campaign, but I like the campaign at my speed, at my level when I, when I can kind of enjoy the story, um, Call of Duty. I enjoyed the the campaign. I don't enjoy getting online and getting melted. I don't enjoy. Um, I've just never really enjoyed it. I tried to play SOCOM back in the PS days, and and uh, where I was in a clan and and me and my buddies would do it, and I was the worst. <laughs> and all of my friends, you know, the guys that I played with regularly, we were in a clan, and that was back when SOCOM was just so it was hacked. And there were people that were able to shoot through barriers and stuff like that, and it, it ended up not being much fun towards the end. But I, it didn't change the fact that whether you could shoot through a barrier or not, I was probably standing in a corner facing the wrong direction, getting headshotted. So um, it was it, it, it. That's me, you know. Get ahead. good. Get good, exactly. So I just don't. I, that's why I don't venture into there. I don't venture into uh, those those rooms where I can hear somebody say over the over my speakers, "God, who is." Archangel two four two two because that guy blows you know whoever it is and because uh, I I heard that a lot and I've heard much worse. <laughs> heard heard, heard See, that. I don't, I don't have that problem. I'm not I'm not that bad at. I would say I'm mediocre. At yeah. FPSs, but I'm never gonna be bottom of the table. Like yeah. I, I'm decent. My reaction time is pretty good. I use guns that I know how to use. Even if they're not the most powerful, right. I think I'm okay at that. For me, 
Like, I'm not good at any, like, reaction time platformers, like Mario. Um, right. I, yeah. I can't... Sonic the Hedgehog is literally my worst nightmare. Because I just can't, like, <laughs> react that fast. Yeah. Like, it's much faster than an FPS. Because with an FPS, if you have a bit of spatial awareness, yeah. people really won't sneak up on you. So as long as you keep moving forward... You're really just scanning, you know, the the plane in front of you. You don't generally have to worry about people yeah. being behind you. Um, generally, you know, yeah. and if they are, you can kind of side, you know, dodge to the right. side or something. With platformers, you're only going one direction. So, like, side-scrolling platformer, they're just going faster, you know, which is yeah. faster than I can look at things. So, if, if I had to do a runner-up, then I'd say slide scrolling platformers. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I, 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 the thing is, is my reactions are fine. It goes back to what I was saying with Metal Gear and horror games, which horror games are not my <laughs> least favorite. I just, I'm just, I get so worked up playing them that it's difficult for me to play by myself when it's, you know, I'd much rather enjoy those games with friends. Like I, I, I love that part of it when you can kind of share that experience. Uh, but with, you know, with, with Metal Gear or, or any first person shooter, it's not that my reaction time's bad or that I don't, or I get snuck up on from behind. Like I'm, I was joking saying I get caught in the corner facing the wrong direction. I'll actually be posted up someplace waiting to get a headshot or, or as a sniper and you dirty camper. No, well, yeah, probably sometimes, or even without a sniper, it's like, man, I'm tired of running around. I'm going to get killed. I don't know this map, whatever. And Somebody will come in the room, and I know, and I'm I'm like strafing, and I'm firing as I'm strafing, but because I overcorrect so much with the controller, I have done an outline of this individual on the wall, and I haven't hit them once. You know, it's like I'm just tracing their body on the outside, and then they just get, you know two or three shots. I'm like, how did I not hit you? You know, and so I think you should I might... lower your controller sensitivity. Well, I know I have I... to do that as well. I, well, I think I may either need to lower it or increase it because I think I enjoy them on the PC better just because I have more control over where where the gun is being aimed. Um, yeah. I, I control it a little better on, on the PC. And so in that respect, I may enjoy it more if I played it on the PC. I'm just not really a PC gamer when it comes to that or those, those style and those genres of, of gaming. So if it's not an RPG or not WoW, for the most part, I'm not playing it on the computer. Wow. Yeah. What was your runner-up? Uh, I I would probably I. It's a good question. I don't know that I that I dislike any other. I I I would probably say, again, it comes down to um, multiplayer, uh, couch co-op, sports games. I love online versions of the same games. I cannot stand. Um, nope, sports games full stop can go away. I don't. <laughs> I hate them yeah, a we lot. Brought, we brought up another one for you, huh? Um, yeah, I, I've they've in a, a lot of ways they've passed me in terms of like how the level of depth. I mean, there's as much role playing in a sports game online now, or a sports game in general now as there ever has been, if not of any other genre. I mean, you can get on there and be the coach, make every decision down to the mundane. Um, down to practice, you know, you can actually 
organize and kind of what you focus on in practice. And in doing so, it changes the way your teams adapt, you know, for future seasons. So, I mean, there's a lot of role playing involved in those games as well. And I think that's awesome, especially for people who are really into that, that type of game. But for me, you know, we're limited on time and there's only so many games I can play. I'd love to play my son in, in baseball and football or anybody that wants to sit down and play it. If you want to sit there next to me and play and I'll take my licks there. <laughs> I used to be good at Madden. Um, but uh, online, you know, again, there's there's too much. Uh, the, the, the learning curve and stuff like that and, and, and the connection speeds and things like that that can actually affect the game, not a fan. Rather rather never do it. So that would probably be my runner-up in terms of, of genres I'm, I'm not a big fan of, probably my least favorite now, uh, which... Would not have been the case if you asked me this question maybe 10 years ago when I was playing Madden all the time and, uh, you know, playing MLB or, or, uh, or you know, even on the earlier consoles where I, I think that they kind of, some of the sports games might have been even better. You know, they might have really hit their high point then, although I think that it's argued. I'm sure some people wouldn't agree with that, though. I, I think, like, there are also some genres that I pretend it don't exist like right. <laughs> because i don't like play one? any of them yeah like like i don't play any sports games whatsoever so it never comes to mind right. because i'm just not i don't play any sports games i don't really play any no i don't play any racing games forza came with my xbox which is the only reason that i have it um oh my gosh another did, that's there it is. You just you just hit the nail on the head. A genre I had completely forgotten about. Racing See? games. Racing games are my sports games for you. See, there you go. That's like it. you know another one that like um I don't even think about is the LOL's random game, like Goat Simulator <laughs> and Cookie Clicker and you know, like just the games that are completely devoid of Right. A point. Yeah. Like, there is no story. The story is just go and make a bloody mess of things. Like, like Roller Coaster Tycoon or... Like, hey, are you there's a little you bit of uh, RPS there. No. No. That is... <laughs> that is bizarre. Or, like, what was the one where um, it's, like, horrible physics and it gets really bloody and, like, the people, like, jump off something and then they yeah. completely smashed the bits it was like a web-based game yeah Those you could sort catapult of people yeah you could catapult your character yeah. into something yeah like that is a genre that i don't play so much that i don't even think about it yeah, and it's not because i dislike it it's just because i literally have no interest yeah like i have no interest in it whatsoever like um i'm, I'm just looking at some of the things that i've downloaded that were free with games of gold that I've like never played. Yeah. And Castle Storm, which is a tower defense based game, never even started it. Yeah. You know? Four is a five. I think I made an automated avatar and just like let it go. It's probably still running races as we speak. I haven't logged in since I bought the console like two or <laughs> you three may years have finished ago. It. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I could Didn't be the know. best. You could. Nobody knows. <laughs> You know, like, that, yeah. that's totally possible. Another thing that I don't like is, uh, th this, the bizarre sports games, like, Pool Nation FX. Uh, uh I don't even know what that means. Yeah. You know, like, like, where they play, like, you know, table pool or snooker, as they call it here. 
um, like SSX snowboarding, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I don't ever think about those games at all. So yeah. I don't actually have an opinion on them. Yeah. Well, Tony Hawk could go up there too, which is a critically acclaimed game, one that I've just, I've never played, never had an interest in, but I don't hate it. You know, it's like it's not a genre I necessarily hate, but it's not one that I've ever been had any interest in playing. You know, never, I don't, I don't dislike it like I do the other ones where I actively avoid them. It's just it, like you said, it's a, it's like a passive, meh, not really, not really interested in, in ever pursuing it, but don't necessarily hate them. You know. So there you go. You thought we were going to have two topics, and Man, we ended up having I didn't really. You grudged up some, some true hate. <laughs> <laughs> some true hate. True hate, yes. Yeah, so. it's, it's totally bizarre. Or, or games that I would like, but because they have an element that I'm not capable of doing. Like, Tron Evolution is the first example. I was totally stoked. I couldn't wait to play it. I was, like, so excited. I get past the first tutorial, and I literally am incapable of wall running. <laughs> In that game. So I'm not able to play it because I cannot get past that point. That's sad. Like, right, there isn't yeah. an easy mode easy enough to remove the wall running from that game. Yet, there is wall running in Titanfall 2, which I just beat the other day, and it was yeah. bloody brilliant. Yeah, maybe they no just problem. do the mechanic wrong, you know? Yeah. Sad face. Sad face. Sad panda. Mm. Well, yeah, who knew? Who knew we had so much built up, pent up? just deeply repressed hate for certain things. <laughs> feel free to leave <laughs> comments about how wrong we are. Entirely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure we are. And I, I, I welcome it. Well, we wanted to uh, do something and change it up a little bit different this episode and, and start something which we will eventually come back to um, and, and start listing some of our, our favorites in a segment that we like to call officially as of today as our first time, our featured favorite. Uh, and so in this in this segment, I you know we just like to to reference one of our favorite games and in, in, uh, in hopes of overall creating a list, uh, you know that we can compare because people love lists and uh, might be interested in what some of our favorite games are. So one that one that maybe we haven't listed officially yet, because you know, if you've been listening to our podcast, we've listed a lot of our our favorites. So Amanda, what would be your featured favorite for this week? So my featured favorite this week is going to be a completely bizarre, off-the-wall choice. Fantastic. That's what we like. Yeah. I mean, to the point where you're going to go, you play that and enjoy it? <laughs> so I hope Judging you're ready for this. currently. Yeah. Yeah. Ju- judge me to death and be like, so my favorite for purposes of couch co-op yes. is Worms battlegrounds fantastic you know i've i've uh, downloaded it and played it but i've never gotten to play co-op so tell us a little bit about that game i it looks it looks funny and a lot of fun so so the the first thing i will say is that you can like make your own worm including what country it's from so we have a multicultural household where there are people from hungary hungary and lithuania and poland and so it's funny for them to like make their own little worm for the multiplayer that speaks in their native language and it supports <laughs> loads of languages. That yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's fun. And you can like put little hats on them and little like, <laughs> it's the cutest thing that I've ever seen. And essentially what it is, is a turn based 
like game board where you just try to kill the other person's, the other people's team of worms while keeping your worms. You use various comedically large and ridiculous guns to include a donkey that falls from the ceiling and smashes like a through the floor and nuclear bombs and it's very obnoxious and quite funny and you have to when it's your turn you have to choose what weapon you're going to use choose uh an enemy to attack or perhaps you're going to do like a movement action or something and then execute that and then it goes to the next person and you you start off i think with four little worms in your little worm army and it can have up to four players last time i checked so our, pretty much our whole house can sit down and fight each other on one screen and it's like a pretty fun turn-based multiplayer game that's like really low stakes you know like yeah. no one gets mad because it's kind of adorable even if you lose yeah. so <laughs> Um, I, I would say that is this week's featured favorite. A bit off the wall. It's not a game I don't think I've ever talked about before. Um, but, no. but it, it is really good fun. That's awesome. No, I, I've, uh, yeah, you've never mentioned that one, and that's actually, I would never have guessed that was a. It's really, it's a good family game as well, right? Yeah. No, games like that, I mean, that is completely underrated in my opinion, and I think that they've started to get away from that, and I hope that they still have options like that. And these systems, you know, the Switch seems to be the only one that's really set up to do stuff where it's still couch co-op, where, you know, the the system was still made for people to interact with one another in each other's presence, not so much, you know, across the the world in a multiplayer setting where you really don't have that physical interaction. And I think that's... There's something to be said for that. People that haven't experienced it, it's 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 definitely underrated in my opinion. And and for people that are listening, I want it. I want you to understand that it's this is not a list of the greatest games ever. Um, this is because we're not necessarily being you know choosing from Metacritic or whatever as as a, what the greatest games. Are. These are our favorites. You know, games that I that we definitely would recommend, but at the same time. Are, uh, aren't necessarily the, the most critically acclaimed, but games that are fun and are our favorites nonetheless. So, Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I um, the one that I want to I bring up uh, is one I, I may have listed on here or said at some point or another, but is definitely one that's not, um, not necessarily the, the uh, critics' favorite, but one of mine and, and a game that, that really meant a lot to me and, and kind of made a uh, made an impression on me and and, and uh, is my favorite of the series regardless of 3d 2d side scrolling whatever and that's um, Castlevania 2 Simon's quest uh, it was on the NES originally um, it 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 took a, a harsh right turn pretty much from what the original you know Castlevania style platforming, um, game took the same elements from the game in terms of like who are the enemies. Um, it it actually was a continuation, so in a, in a lot of ways it was one of the few true sequels. Um, but much like Nintendo did with other sequels like Zelda, it changed the the more or less kind of the genre of the game. You know, instead of being like a top down action adventure type game, it was a side scrolling. Um, more of a puzzler, 
they they introduce a mechanic in that game which you know day and night cycles so at night different enemies came out it warned you when it happened and then you couldn't complete certain quests at nighttime because everybody all the villagers every all the npcs and stuff that you would talk to went inside they're like oh hell no we're not gonna stay out here while all these monsters are out and then when you would go back to the city uh during the daytime they would be back and you could complete your your quests and the whole idea right. was that you you were uh you had to go collect these pieces i believe it was the pieces of dracula and then to truly kill dracula you had to get all these pieces and then go back and then you had to kill dracula and along the way you fought a lot of the other uh enemies um that you that you fought in the first game um there were some weapons that you had to to get from different castles and so on and so forth but anyway in terms of gameplay it introduced a lot of mechanics that i really enjoyed it is my favorite of the the series i like it more than the first one um, I even like it better than Symphony of Night, and I and I realize that, that a lot of people will disagree with me on that. But it, I think it's just because that game has a, from a nostalgia factor, I still own it. I have an emulated version of it, I believe. Is it legal to say that? I have an emulated version of it. Yeah. I have an, yeah, eh, I got it. I paid for sure. it. Sure. So, yeah. Why not? I paid um, for the emulator. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so whatever that's worth. They let um, me buy the emulator. <laughs> Someone has my money for something. I felt like it that makes it legal. Um, so anyway, that's my that's my featured favorite. So uh, we have Worms. What was the what was the version? Worms what? Worms Battlegrounds. Worms Battleground, and Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Two of our favorites from the uh, Retro Rebel Gamecast. So. Final thoughts. Wait, final thoughts. Wait, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news in our final thoughts. So um, Xbox Live just put a card up in the UK about okay. Destiny 2 pre-orders. Yeah. Uh, and it says that if you, if you pre-order Destiny 2, in the UK at least, you get early access to the open beta. Um... And you get that access on the 19th of July. Wow. So if you pre-order, you get open beta access on the 19th if you pre-order Destiny 2. Now, that's pretty ironic timing, considering that there's all this hullabaloo about Anthem going on, which is supposed to be like Destiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if if you want to pre-order it, you're going to die. How much do you think... The digital deluxe edition pre-order in the UK is. Oh gosh! I mean, if I'm going to be honest, what? Eighty nine. Eighty nine ninety nine, man. Pounds. Yeah, Pounds. exactly. So. That's like uh, that's like almost a hundred dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh so. my god. That is insane, but yeah, apparently they've they've they're releasing the actual game in September. But if you pre-order it, then you'll get beta access from July nineteenth, which is like really early. Wow. Well, yeah. So you got that to look forward to. So um, go go get your pre-orders if you want your beta access. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was never a big Destiny fan, although I did play it. Um, and I thought it was good for what it was. It's just not my style of game. Again, another one of those shooters. So, um, one of those uh, shooters, as I say it so judgingly. I don't mean it that way. 
<laughs> well, that wraps up. I, I, like I know. You, sh- you people and your shooters. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. Thank you, Amanda, for joining me again on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you like this and want to see more from us, would you please support us on Patreon at Patreon slash Temple of Geek. Any questions or comments, feel free to email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. And head over to iTunes or Stitcher and wherever you download and rate our, and rate our show when you get an opportunity because that really helps us. Until the next time, we will see you. See ya.